I like beer. It makes me a jolly good fellow. I like beer. It helps me unwind, and sometimes it makes me feel mellow. Makes him feel mellow. Welcome to I Like Beer, the podcast, where we discuss great beers and beer movies. That's right, beer movies and the stories that go with them both. We are continuing our best beer movie ever series with a deep dive into a cinematic sudfest. I'm your host, Jeff. And I'm your host, Jeff. And joining us for this conversation, we've got Dr. Todd. Aloha. Sound guy, Tom. Check one, two. And producer Joe. I'm assuming he means it's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, always, <laughs> always a pleasure, gentlemen. <laughs> always a pleasure. <laughs> Always a pleasure, gentlemen. I was on mute. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We got your back. Say, Always a pleasure, gentlemen. Yeah. Let's Today was not a pleasure, And uh, producer Joe. <laughs> Today was not a pleasure, gentlemen. Okay. There you go. Very good. <laughs> Folks, we're five friends who love sharing beers and telling stories, so we made it a podcast. We're lucky enough to live in San Diego, California, beer mecca of the world, right? Yeah, yeah. It sounds yeah, like there yeah. should be some music sure. played there when you say that. There'd be too. something. Like some, 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 yeah, like we'll some come dramatic. up with something. Yeah, Let me get on that. Beer mecca of oh. the world. 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 That's pretty good. That's good. Thanks for joining us. Open up a beer, pull up a bar stool, enjoy the show. And as always, don't forget to follow us on social media at I Like Beer the Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. I Like Beer the Po one and I Like Beer the Ta one on Twitter. Plus, check out our website to uh, see all the pictures of our field trips and learn more about us. And that is at I Like Beer the Podcast.com. Also, you can kind of get a preview of the uh, um, newsletter. Some of that's come out, some of the pages. It looks phenomenal. Very well done. I think uh, I'm super excited to see it. So classy. Uh, make sure, yeah, it did look classy was the word that came to mind when I saw it. Oh, the writing. Eloquence. Yes. Eloquent. Oh. Yes. Yeah. The, the photography was fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> it is a top, top drawer uh, publication. Uh, talent's chosen tonight's feature film. And Talent, you know the stakes. You had to pick a film that can stand up to our first feature, 1977, Smokey and the Bandit. Gauntlet was tossed. Criteria set. Now, what do you got? And if I know Talent, and I do, I know you didn't go into this challenge willy-nilly. You've done extensive research. What have you come up with? Wait, first, did did all that research get us some kind of beer to drink? Did you research a a good beer there, Talent? Yeah, I've... I went out, first of all, I'm going to tell you right now, if any of you have any of these beers, uh, if you have a Labatt's, a Molson, um, Kokanee, any of those beers, I have a Moosehead Lager. All of those will come in really handy for tonight's uh, tonight's movie. So went back. I grabbed a Moosehead because, you know, as they say, it is head and antlers above the rest. Um, yes. And uh, there we have it. So, yeah, you, you did such a good job of smoking the band. I got to be honest with you, I'm a little nervous about tonight because I do feel like the gauntlet was tossed down. So I really had to kind of rack my brain and kind of go back. And so I'm going back all the way to my middle school days to come up with uh, what I feel was the best beer movie at that time. And I feel it still is the best beer movie today. Still holds up today to me. It's it's a funny movie to watch, too. Um, and so uh, the movie that I've got, or if you guys are ready for that, is uh, Strange Brew. Nice. Oh, we're ready. Great choice. All Great right. choice. And the moose head, pretty tasty. 
It's not bad. It's not bad. So, yeah, I, I agree with that. So uh, before we get started here real quick, uh, I'm going to suggest that we uh, we should put this up on the website once this episode releases, uh, because it is something I think all listeners worldwide um, are going to enjoy. So this is going to be uh, probably my lesson tomorrow for tomorrow's class as well. So you guys can help me do an early <laughs> run through to see how it plays out with the kids. Uh, I hope it carries with today's youth. But uh, anyway, so I've got Strange Brew, which are the adventures of Bob and Doug McKenzie. And as I like to say, beauty, eh? Beauty, eh? So here, before we get started with this and I get started with this presentation, I'm going to talk a little bit about some backstory uh, to give you a little bit of a better understanding of who Bob and Doug McKenzie are. Um, so Bob and Doug McKenzie came out with the Great White North on SCTV. Um, and so SCTV was a sketch comedy show in Canada during the late 70s and early 80s and very similar, actually pretty much identical to our own Saturday Night Live here in the United States. And it starred some of the biggest names in comedy um, like John Candy, Harold Ramis, Eugene Levy and Martin Short. And then what happened with that is that uh, Bob and Doug McKenzie created the sketch for that SCTV. And it's really kind of funny how this came about because it really kind of took place by mistake uh, and really was as a result of a Canadian law. So the way it goes, the story goes, is that you know SCTV was broadcasting not only in America, but also in Canada. And the Canadian version uh, was two minutes shorter than the American version because they have there was there's more commercials in the American version and also at the time uh, I don't know, maybe it's still there but there's it was a Canadian law that said that all Canadian shows must have two minutes uh, or a two minute segment that was dedicated to Canadian life and or Canadian culture okay beauty, so, beauty exactly beauty. so they had to fill this in so so Rick Moranis and Dave Thomas who are Bob and Doug uh, said hey give us a frying pan with some back bacon a bunch of beer a couple of jackets and a couple of toques. And we'll take care of this. <laughs> and so they began to make these two minute segments, improvised all of it just to fulfill that law. And so basically, if you listen, Thomas has a quote from the day. He says, Rick and I used to just sit in the studio by ourselves, almost like happy hour. And we would just drink real beers, cook back bacon, make hot snack food for ourselves. We just improvised and talked. And guess what? That became the most popular part of the show at that point. <laughs> And so uh, that's where this came from. The Adventures of Bob and Doug McKenzie, or their segment was called The Great White North. So uh, I would say for many of us, this was our, our introduction to Canadian culture at the time. I know for me as a, a middle schooler, this is how I, I, this is what I thought every Canadian was like. Um, and uh, Wait, what are you saying there? They are like this because now that I've married a Canadian and have many Canadians living in my house, it's it's basically like this is like my house on a daily okay. basis. So anyways, uh, so first thing they had was always one of the most iconic openings ever. So here you guys ready? Do it. He's in tune. Hey, good day. Welcome to the Great White North. I'm Bob McKenzie. This is my brother, Doug. All right. So that's saying that coo 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 has become iconic. And so if you look at back at many of their sketches, something we uh, we value, they're very underrated for their educational value. And so they are also, in some ways, we're an educational comedy sketch. Uh, so for example, here's here's an example of this and how what they taught us. And today's topic, what was it? Uh, how well, come Americans yeah, right, have right, like right. twist off beer cap? Yeah, okay. And so like Canadians don't. This is Canadian beer, right? And like here's a regular top, and you open it, right? But American ones, we oh they don't have any, right? They twist off. You yeah. ever seen them? Yeah, I have. I was talking to them. Okay, so they go <laughs> like jam or uh, ketchup or other uh, twist offs. The American beer is like that. Why is our topic? Okay, go. Okay, the reason why eh, is that Canadian beer is like stronger, has more alcohol in it. Really? Yeah. 
and Americans got to drink more, so they don't have time to look for uh, church keys and openers. So they just like whip them off and drink, whip them off and drink, whip them off and drink, and that way they get more down uh, in them in less time, and then get the same effect. But my question to you guys is, why? Why not just put more alcohol in your beer, and then you don't have to twist them all off, eh? Right. Plus, you'll then buy uh, more of these and keep the guys who make these in business. And it's better for business and everything. And beer. Better beer. So there you have it. Again, educational. We learn stuff from them. I didn't know that. But now I know why we have uh, twist-off uh, stuff here. And in, in thank you for the applause there, Joe. So all this success leads to the release of the movie Strange Brew, um, which is also known as The Adventures of Bob and Doug McKenzie. This was released in 1983. And these uh, Bob and Doug, uh, or Rick and Dave also served as co-directors of that movie as well. So now that you have the backstory, I would submit to you that not only is Strange Brew the greatest beer movie ever, but Bob and Doug McKenzie are probably two of the best beer movie characters ever. And here's why. So in a nutshell, basically the entire movie is about beer. Beer is in the name of the movie. Uh, the movie's central plot centers around beer, centers around getting beer, drinking beer. Everyone in the movie drinks beer, including the animals. They created a brewery for the movie called Elsinore Brewing, and most of the scenes or many of the scenes take place in that brewery. They have Oktoberfest in the movie. There's an evil plot to take over the world by placing a mind control drug in beer. And at the end of the movie, a superhero beer drinking dog named Hosehead saves Oktoberfest and therefore saves the world. So in a nutshell, that's it's, it's beer. Everything's about beer. So, But on top of that, the film had a $5 million budget. But it only cost $600,000 to make. <laughs> and the star said the rest of that money went for beer. So Love there, you have it. there you have it. So that in a nutshell, I mean, really, right. Case closed almost right there. But I've got more. So if you, like I said, you, there can be no doubt based on just those factors. And so, again, and trying to spare everyone kind of an explanation of, of a, a highly convoluted plot. Um, which would take a ton of time. I'm just going to focus on certain criteria that I feel enhances its case or this movie's case for best beer drinking movie, as well as these are some of my favorite scenes anyways. And I'll tell you right now, it was very difficult to narrow it down to just a handful of them. So I would highly recommend you go watch this movie. And if you still have your uh, middle school sense of humor, like I do, uh, you're going to find that this movie is hilarious. So first of all, go ahead and start with the beginning of the movie. I don't know if you guys remember this, but it had probably one of the most iconic, greatest MGM opening scenes ever. Um, so for those, I, I know you guys can't see at home, but you'll be able to hear this in a second. But MGM always start off with the big lion's roar at the beginning of the movie. And so this was their version of that. Hey, Growl, what are you doing? Huh? Make some noise, you not. Yeah, we got to start the movie. Hey, keep growling. Gee, I think he's bummed out. Stick a pin in his bum, eh? No way. What are you on, Valium? Maybe, maybe I ought to crank his tail, eh? That would start him up. Maybe we okay. Start up. Come on, eh? Hey, we got to call Marlon Perkins, eh? <laughs> get Wild Kingdom here, eh? Hey, come on. Oh, jeez, he's getting mad, uh -oh. eh? Yeah. Oh, jeez, we better get going. Back to movies. Jeez, now that hoser's growling. Yeah. Take off, will you? We're doing our movie. Don't wreck our show, you hoser. Okay. I had forgotten that whole beginning. That's fantastic. So there you have it. That was the beginning of that movie. And uh, like I said... See that lion burp at the beginning is pretty funny. You weren't expecting that. So start off with that best MGM opening scene ever. Uh, Strange Brew also is the first movie that ever was shot in 3B. Okay, 3B. You may be asking yourself, what is 3B? Well, I'm going to let Bob and Doug explain to you. 
Okay, zoom out, eh? Beauty this idea. movie was shot in 3B. Three beers and it looks good, eh? All right, so that movie was shot in 3B, three beers, and it looks good, eh? So again, you never seen a movie before that was shot in 3B. All right, next. I've seen several things in 3B. I've never seen a movie that was shot in, 3B. in 3B. Yeah, so and- I, I may have once seen Pink Floyd in 7B or 8B. True, true. Or one fifth. Actually, it might have been a, a fifth. lot of the, a lot of our Wednesday podcasts end up being in three B by the end of it, uh, or four yeah. B or five B. But uh, this obviously. Oh, in the early days, it was six or yeah, seven six Bs. Or seven we B. realized Joe and Kim got tired of us sleeping <laughs> over. But again, so again, to reiterate, this movie was way ahead of its time. Great beer movie should also be educational. We've talked about that, aren't we? Put a huge value on education, um, and so all, many of us uh, learned a lot about Canadian criminal code from this movie and and how to get free beer. So here's how you do it, guys. Take notes. <laughs> See you tomorrow. Okay, take it easy. Well, Elsinore. 12. 24. Oh, yeah, sorry. 24 Elsinore beers. 24. Yeah. 24 Elsinore. 1470. I believe there'll be no charge on this two for uh, a beer, thank you. Excuse me? Okay. We found... This mouse in a bottle of Elsinore beer that we bought at your beer store, eh? And we heard, like, when that happens, that uh, you get your beer free. It's in the Canadian criminal code, eh? Yeah. Like, there's legal precedent setting cases in law. So, like, uh, give us our free beer. You want free beer? Go to the brewery. Now get out of here before I put the two of you in a bottle. You sure you don't want to think this over? I'm sure. Okay, we're going. Yeah. So first thing I'm going to say about that one, Rick Moranis was a genius uh, and his character is unbelievable in this movie. But you guys didn't know if you can get a mouse into a bottle of beer, it's free beer for life, guys. And uh, we all learned it. I believe they did say that no mice were harmed in the making of that movie, but I don't I can't confirm or deny that. I'm pretty sure that was Michael Cohen playing the role of the uh, <laughs> it looked a lot like there. him. It did look a lot like him. I agree. So but uh, <laughs> part of the Canadian criminal code, boy. So free beer for life. If you can get a get a mouse into that uh, a live mouse, by the way, into that bottle of beer. So and there's legal precedence in law. So that's good. There is legal precedence. Yes. In law. Uh, next, we move to the brewery. And so a great beer movie should always have a brewery. I think that goes without saying. Um, and this is Elsinore Brewery and also the ideal or dream job. So the boys uh, then head to Elsinore Brewing to get their free beer and uh, they get a job or they're hired to watch for mice in the bottling line. OK, so I'm going to play this clip for you. And I want you to notice what I took as a, a shout out to Laverne and Shirley early. And then later on, hey, this is the ability to drink while working. An opener? Yeah, I stole this. Two at a time, eh? Yeah, two at a time. Cheers. To our new job. Yeah, beauty. So there you go. At the dream job. And like I said, I don't know about you guys if you caught that, but it looked a lot like to me like a Laverne and Shirley back in the days where they're watching the, the beer line go through there in Milwaukee. And hey, you know, you get to drink while you're looking for mice in the beer. They had the snub nose bottles. Did you notice that? Yes. Reminded me of uh, like the Red Stripe. Like that type of bottle or Schlitz. Didn't Schlitz used to have one of those? Or uh, what was mm-hmm. the other one? Lucky. 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 Lucky Lager. So next, a great beer movie also, as we saw from Smoking the Bandit, should have a little bit of romance. Here's Bob making his move. Take notes, boys. Sorry, I ralphed, Pam. You shouldn't have that chocolate milk. I know. Sorry about your sweater. You can take it out of my pay if you want. It's okay. Jeez, you're real nice. 
I didn't have puke breath, I'd kiss you. So there we have it. So again, got to be a little bit of romance in there. You see Bob making his move on the girl. Unfortunately, he's got a little bit of puke breath, and uh, now's not the time. Next, we're all big fans, so a great beer movie should always have a Star Wars reference. I have to go along with this, but don't worry. You won't get hurt. Your equipment should protect you. Being on the same team as you is all the padding I need, Rosie. Are you okay? You okay, Jose? I'm your father, Luke. Give in to the dark side of the force, you knob. He saw Jedi 17 times, eh? So there you have it, a little reference to uh, Jedi and, and uh, actually Empire Strikes Back there. They were big fans of Star Wars, so it was kind of cool that they were able to work that reference in. That seems like a convenient piece of criteria to add to your beer movie um, yeah. must-haves. You know what? I'm just saying right here, I don't make the movie. I just am looking for the criteria of a great beer movie. I actually looked this up and extensive <laughs> research of what a great beer movie has. And, and I almost at the top of every list was a Star Wars reference, something that yeah. I did not uh-huh. see in Smokey and the Bandit. But I'm not going to hold that against Smokey and the Bandit. Hey, talent. Yes. In this case, couldn't you also throw in a Spaceballs reference? It did also Moranis. have a Spaceball because Rick Moranis was in there. He did, did double there duty as well. So, And for all of those Canadians, you got some hockey in this. Again, a great beer movie. I probably should have said, should have some hockey. Um, I, I think that goes without saying. I, I didn't feel like I needed to make that point. I thought that was fairly obvious. Next, a great beer movie should always have a car chase, uh, or in this case, uh, a van chase. I agree with this point. They When they're driving, like they don't look at the road like for a long time. Pete, no, I, I never noticed that. Yeah, that's because uh, they're being towed, eh? Really? By, like, rig. What's going on? Will you stop this thing? Come on! Brakes on, work. Well, try the parking brake, eh? Take off. The parking brake never works. These cops are going to lose us. So pretty epic finish to that car chase. I don't know if you guys saw it. The kegs going everywhere. Took right. out the police car. I mean, that's that's good use of a that had to be the most expensive part of the whole movie. Probably of that six hundred. Yeah. We're, we're going to push the budget here. We're, this is going to cost us seven, eight thousand dollars to shoot. Did you notice at the beginning of the scene, they're looking out their window and they see their own van drive by? Yes, yes. <laughs> the low, yes. the low budget. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. No, it's it's fantastic, and I and I love the fact, like I said, that that they have. I think some of the lines in there are great. Well, no point in steering now, and then. Uh, <laughs> so, anyway, it's a great car chase or van chase, if you want to say that. And then the car chase, you know, obviously those that aren't able to see it ends with the van. Big jump landing in the water. Um, and as rescue divers converge on the van, uh, we, we learn about the life-saving qualities of beer bottles. Um, so again, another reason why this is the best beer movie ever. More education here. Uh, because our boys here use the beer bottles to stay alive underwater. Uh, 
right. So there you go. So again, if you're not watching, check out that video, but they have the empties and they're just using the oxygen that's left over in the beer bottles for to stay about 10, 15 minutes underneath the water and, and survive being. Uh, and you're saying right. this works. This, this is you know educational. What? If they, if it's yeah. in a movie, it's gotta be true. I think we've learned that in our I, lifetime. I, that, yeah. I'm expecting that if, if listeners find themselves in a jam yeah. like that, they know what to do. Thanks to us. Yeah. Thanks to Bob and Doug. I think the big question, though, in watching that is, is there a difference between the short stubby bottles and the long neck bottles? That's probably what needs to be tested next because they are using the short stubby bottles. Yeah. Um, the long neck, the, I think the oxygen might get get caught in the... I don't know. I don't, I'm not a scientist, so maybe Doc yeah. and Wayne... That's someone else's job to figure that out. Yeah. We'll just yeah. report yeah. it. Yeah. You know, yeah. Well, I, I got a t-shirt idea, though. Yeah. Yes. No, no point steering. No yes. point I like steering. hearing the podcast. Yeah. No point steering. There's no point yeah. steering. I like it. That's a great one. Write that one down, Joe. Could be problematic. No, All right. no, so <laughs> now we are move on and continue with our education. Again, great educational beer movie on top of just being a, a pretty funny beer movie as well. So uh, education continues. Probably something that many of us have woken up with, a nightmare uh, that a lot of beer drinkers wake up with. What do I do if I'm ever stuck in a brewery tank? Right. How do I get out of that? So right. we're going to learn. We're going to learn that uh, what you do. So in order to avoid drowning... Bob drinks the entire contents uh, of the tank and becomes a huge balloon of a man. So we're going to see that here in a second. Stuck in the tank? No problem. You just explode the wall of the tank out with a massive burp. Okay. So I'm going to show you how that works. Again, take notes at home. Those of you that are, like I said, if you wake up like me, is this is one of your nightmares? <laughs> We thought you were going to take a leak. What do you mean? Just get me out of here, eh? Come on, hey, you hoser. I had to save you some, but I had to save everyone's life, eh? Yeah, well, gee, I don't know how to do this. Oh, not there. Okay, how about here? Oh, that feels good. (laughs) (laughs) So we learned what happens. You just have to be able to drink it all. And uh, and then you're and then the, the next scene, which I didn't include in there, but at the same moment, then there's a fire at the brewery. And guess what? Bob comes to the rescue again, pees all over the flames, puts out the fire, and that actually brings him back down to normal size. So, like I said, this is, again, a lot of crises solved, a lot of uh, issues and problems solved in this movie. And, and again, all done uh, with beer. And it shows you how to properly use beer. Practically a documentary. It, it, it is. Pretty close, on yeah. both Canadian lifestyle and beer. Yes. So, so that's basically the movie in a nutshell. Like I said, I just hit on some of my favorite and high points, but I would say you got to watch it because I didn't even get into the Oktoberfest scenes or Hosehead, who's the dog and, and all the other kind of stuff. Bugs Bunny, uh, the guy who voiced Bugs Bunny, Mel Blanc, actually voices the dad in the movie. So there's a lot of cool things with that as well. Um, but I didn't really feel like any of that had anything to do with its quality as a beer movie. So I think the next thing you have to look at on a beer movie is obviously the lasting impact of the movie. And of the characters. Um, and so, again, I, I talked about this earlier. I think for many of us, it was our introduction to Canadian culture. I probably wouldn't have married my wife if I'd never seen this movie because, again, this <laughs> put me on that path. It also taught us actually the proper use of the word A. I think that came into all of our, you know, we didn't know what that was until we saw this movie. And then we realized, hey, beauty, A, eh? that's how you form a question in Canada. It also gave us the word hoser. Um, that actually word came into the, to our, our language from this Lexicon. movie. The lexicon, exactly. And then again, they continue to educate us uh, about the great white north. 
So it launched an animated series. They actually, after the movie, they launched an animated series called Bob and Doug in 2008. So you can find those still around. And then uh, I think without them, you probably would have never had movies like Wayne's World, you know, things like that, where, where you had these other groups that do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we definitely would have never been in, introduced uh, to Rut and Took. Uh, I think someone all of us know of uh, being of a certain age and having had kids of a certain age that we saw this over and over again. Uh, but they played some characters in Disney's Brother Bear. So you want to play I Spy? Mm, all right. Okay. I'll go first. Okay. I Spy something green. Tree? Oh. My turn? Yeah. Okay. I Spy something tall. Uh, tree. Okay. Uh, I Spy something with bark. Tree? Oh. Okay. I Spy something... Uh, a vertical log tree. Yeah. Okay. I spy something. Oh. Okay. My turn. Tree. No, I got. Oh, it counts. I didn't even spy anything. It counts. Okay. Tree. Ah, let's play something else. I can tell you right now that once we saw that movie and my family, it ruined that game forever because that's all I ever came up with was a tree. So we'd be on a road trip and I just would be tree, tree, tree. And the kids even to this day make fun of me about that. Um, so, so that's again, all thanks to Bob and Doug McKenzie and, and their great depiction there of, of rut and two. So again, lasting legacy. Uh, you can't really uh, see this, but I can talk about it. Um, but on, uh, March 24th in 2020, probably one of the last great things to come out of, of 2020. Um, That's right at the edge. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was right at the edge. But a statue of Bob and Doug McKenzie was actually erected in Edmonton, Alberta. And it shows them enjoying a beer oh, on a bench. Great. And it's located right in front of Rogers Place Arena where the Oilers play. And so again, name another beer movie or beer movie characters that have their own statue. Uh, so again, next time I head to Canada, I'm going there. I'm going to get my picture taken with, uh, with that. Uh, but I saw that and I thought that was pretty phenomenal. So that just happened this year. Again, lasting impact. Think about that. These guys started back in like the, the late 70s, early 80s. Okay. And then last but not least with regards to this, a great movie um needs a great song and uh and this uh, it, uh the great white north ended up with the greatest song from probably the greatest rock band ever rush uh and to quote mr lee getty uh lead singer for rush 10 bucks is 10 bucks enjoy next number two Huh? Start that okay, uh, be yeah. real nice to him, eh? Okay. Okay. This is uh, the hit single section of our album. Good uh, day. Good day. Uh, Getty Lee is here from Rush. Uh, hi, Getty. I'm Bob McKenzie. This is my brother, Doug. How's it going, Getty? Oh, it's going pretty good. Good day, eh? Good day. Good day. Uh, thanks for coming down to do our hit. Well, it's my pleasure, eh? Did, did our lawyer call you? Yeah. I'm, uh, you know, 10 bucks is 10 bucks. Uh, we were, uh, I hope you don't mind, but there's a photographer that's going to be taking pictures of us together to prove that you are here doing yeah. uh, the record. In case people come, don't believe us. Yeah. How come he's not wearing a toque? Oh, he's not from the Great White North. Yeah. Eh? Okay, so if you'd like to uh, put on uh, a toque and some headphones, we can uh, do the hit single now. Sure. Okay. I, that'd be great. Do you, you have the lyric sheet? Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I memorized them. Oh, great. Beauty. How okay. did how did you do that so fast? I'm a professional. Eh? Oh. <laughs> we'll just sit over here like while you're singing, eh? Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Thanks, guys. Okay. Good luck, eh? Good okay. Luck. Okay. This is 
is where the DJ talks. Don't say anything. Okay. Good day and welcome to our single. I'm Bob McKenzie and this is my brother Doug. How's it going, eh? Beauty, eh? Yeah, I like that. Okay. Okay, okay everyone. This record was my idea. Get out! It was. You're lying. Keith Hosehead here just sort of rid on my coattail. Why are you doing this? It was our idea together, eh? Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. We agreed to, to say that, but... Oh, take off! Yeah, yeah, it's good. That's <laughs> so much I'm going to play for you guys with that one. But uh, again, every great beer movie needs a great song, and you can't get any better than Getty Lee from Rush singing your theme song. So <laughs> there you have it, Gary Reed. Yes, there you have it. My uh, my case for best beer movie, beer slash beer characters ever. Um, again, I highly recommend that you watch this movie either for the first time or the hundredth time if you're like me. <laughs> Like I said, uh, I as a middle schooler, uh, probably about eighth grade, I thought that this was probably one of the funniest things I'd ever seen and uh, wa- have watched it many, many times since <laughs> and watched it so. again this. And I still think it's one of the funniest movies ever. Um, and uh, like I said, it's it, it holds up and you're going to learn a lot about our northern neighbors. Uh, and uh, hey, beauty, eh? Beauty. Influencer. Job, eh? A statue and a rush song, part of the criteria for... Well, right, right. So there's a lot to consider here. And I, and I must say, Talent, well played, sir. Thank you. Well played. Uh, listeners, we have a lot. So beer-centered, yeah. brewery, masterful song, car chase. I think you can add car jump in there. Yeah, car jump. So far, these are things that both movies have had. Yes. Uh, dog. Yes. Quotable. No Very point much. in steering now. <laughs> hey. <laughs> and long-lasting cultural re- relevance. Uh, I think you have set some excellent criteria that both films are meeting. So, but we're not done. No, 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 no. I mean, right now it's between Smokey and the Bandit and Strange Brew, but we're not done. We're not stopping there. I, Doc, I think you got the next movie. You want to give us? You have a teaser for us? Oh, no teasers. Oh, we got to wait, huh? <laughs> nice. Got to wait. I know you got a plan. I got a plan. So we'll keep lining them up and then we'll throw it out there on social media to decide who's uh, uh, who's our winner. But you have made an excellent argument, talent. Nicely done. Cheers. Cheers. Well, cheers, well, eh? Hey. Yep, cheers, eh? What's up? Ten bucks is ten bucks. <laughs> ten, ten bucks is ten bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's legal precedent. <laughs> yeah, that is. <laughs> legal precedent in law. Not legal I almost feel like I could be a lawyer in Canada now. Yeah, you could. This close. Yes. This close. You just need a toque. If you get a toque, yeah. you can. That's true. Hey, thanks for listening. We we hope you have had as much fun as we've all had. Hey. Hey, exactly. Hey. Hey. Beauty, hey. We'd love to keep talking, but right now, we got to take off. Take off, others. So, like, take off to the great white north. Beauty. beauty. Take off. It's a beauty way to go. Take off, you hosers. Hey, Getty, we'd like to thank you for coming on uh, the album and singing on the hit single. 
Well, it was my pleasure, eh? Like, I wish you guys, like, lots of success and everything. <laughs> Beauty. Thanks, Thanks Eddie. a lot, eh? Oh, That's great. You're welcome. Okay.